this is Brian Pax, Scuzz from Return of the Living Dead, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. It's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're gonna go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, but that's... Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast, and now here are your hosts. Good to be with you. Sitting here in Muncie, Indiana, we are the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by... Mad Chan. Professor Wagstaff. Oh, maybe by Mad Chan's inconspicuous microphone noises. You could guess what tonight's episode is. Hey, we are talking about zombie movies. Zombie. Just a roundtable discussion... Um, we have talked about Romero's zombie movies in the past. Uh, we've touched on, uh, Shaun of the Dead in a mm-hmm. horror comedy. No. Return of the Living Dead franchise. We did a whole Return of the Living Dead franchise podcast. So this one is just a round table discussion about zombies. And, uh, boy, zombies, uh, really became a thing in the past 10 years. Yeah, Definitely. Really became a thing in the past two Especially years. with the money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. I think the craze is dying out, and I'm not upset about it. No. Nah. No? I don't. I think the... I think as long as The Walking Dead showing positive numbers, Fear of the Walking Dead is, is still going to be a thing, and that's going to keep... People who otherwise weren't informed about zombies on the tip of the zombie proverbial dick. Like, literally, because it's not as much about zombies as people tell me all the time. It's about people. It's about characters. It's about this. And I was like, well, it used to be about zombies. And I like zombies. I don't know. Well, there was there was an interesting resurgence with uh, uh, 28 Days Later. Shaun of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead remake, which I think in turn left it irresistible for Romero to not return. Right. And uh, unfortunately come out and make three that probably shouldn't have been made, although Land had some merit, as I recall, but not that much. Yeah. Um, But I, I think that there was that initial surge along with the television aspect on The Walking Dead, which has become just beyond huge. I think that there will always be a niche for zombies because of the walking dead. But I think that 
cinematically it's tapered off big time because of that i'll give you that yeah. you know what i mean like i think that the love for zombies as a whole will always be increased because of the massive success of this show that brought in so many people that wouldn't have necessarily been genre fans who maybe are now even if not for nothing else zombie films but i don't know maybe you guys feel this way but maybe as a direct reflection the increased popularity has turned some of the horror community off from it a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And so the movies won't necessarily get made as much. Right. Right. And it's, it's that, uh, the oversaturation of, Oh, totally. totally. Yeah. And that's what happened in the nineties. I mean, with, with vampires, well, the, the zombie movies just kind of went off because people said, okay, enough, you know, cause I mean, you had some, uh, but by the time you get to the night of the living dead remake, you don't really go through the nineties with a long list of good zombie movies. Right. Well, every small independent, every like independent film company out there, like, Hey man, we're going to make a movie and we're going to make a horror movie. It's, it's a slasher or a zombie flick. And some, most of the time, if you have two or three first films from these independent guys, that's what it is. Their first few films are include both those things. It's a zombie film and it's a, it's a slasher film. Uh, of some sort and that's right. not everybody i mean we got the brian williams and guys like that but i mean and you know hoover and uh but some of the we've seen it a lot going to conventions man it's like oh check this out it's it's the whatever kentucky headhunters zombies you know this is <laughs> yeah the zombie parade or zombie because it's zombie everything you can find a zombie anything zombie beer of the dead you know like right right i don't know man yeah yeah and that's the thing like i love the walking dead uh, the comic started uh, in 2004. Yeah, I started reading it around 2005. I've been an avid reader ever since then. Um, I read the first, I think, four years, mm-hmm. five years of trades that, yeah. with you that you, right. I could through you. Yeah. So, but I haven't read anything since. Yeah. No, the, the comic's still going really well. The comic may be as good as it's ever been. Um, the show is what it is. I enjoy it. I don't think it's a bad show. I also at some points agree with people that it may not be a horror show. It may just be a drama with zombies as the background. Right. Yeah. It's still intense. It still makes you jump. It's still got blood and gore. So, I mean, I'm, I enjoy the show. I'm not mad about it. Every once in a while, though, you got that cool thing that pops out like the zombies guide or the scouts guide to the zombie apocalypse or, you know, things like that pop out. And there's a few of them out there that are still bringing fun and bringing justice like deathgasm, you know, like, well, Deathgasm was dev- demons and stuff. But, I mean, you know, every once in a while you get those. Totally. Those ones that pop up. But I, the I, Romero-style, big-budget, end-of-the-world apocalypse zombie movie like the, they tried to do with World War Z is just not a thing anymore, man. Like, people don't – that's not what we're looking for. I think people are over it. I'm over it. Like, yeah. zombie movies don't excite me. Like, I'm not – I'm not really excited to see a new one, but you're right. There are some that break the mold, like Scout's Guide. The Battery. Battery was There's so a low, good. a lower budget one where, you know, it had a heart and core to it. Yeah. And it was... Battery was more of a buddy movie. It was a buddy yeah. movie with zombies in the yeah. background. And the best thing about that is there, there may be only have been... You may have only seen 20 zombies total in Battery, but you felt like... The world was overrun by zombies. Mm-hmm. So they, they did that so well. The Battery yeah. is a great movie. And if you like zombie movies, I highly recommend watching The Battery. Um, but yeah, Scout's Guide is another good one. It's a fun, 
another buddy movie. Yeah. It's another buddy, you know, uh, save the world kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about just some more of the zombie before we dig into movies too much, the zombie stuff. And that's kind of the thing. Like we're kind of burned out on it because there's zombie stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just want to remind listeners that whatever we're saying today is how we feel today. We're just like you. We change our opinions oh. on things from day to day. I don't want you. This is where have the unfortunate side where you can go back and be like, well, that's not what you said. That's yeah. not what you said. Yeah. Well, this is how I feel today. Right. You know? So yeah, because it's worn down on me. As much as I love zombies before, it's worn down. Don't get me wrong. I still love a lot of zombie movies. Like, I'm not oh, saying yeah. I don't like zombie movies. I still love them. Like, uh, that's kind of my bread and butter. It's a bookmark. Yeah. 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 It's an important time in my horror watching life. Like, I love zombies, but I'm just so burned out on them being everywhere and everybody thinking they're a zombie expert. Uh, funny thing, last weekend, uh, we were at uh, my girlfriend, her cousin had a graduation party at her house. At, at my girlfriend Carrie's house and uh, somebody went into Carrie's room to get something and they saw all of Carrie's horror memorabilia. And so they come out and they go, hey, do you watch The Walking Dead? And she's like, yeah, why do you ask? And they're like, oh, we saw your like scary stuff in your room. Like scary stuff became synonymous with The Walking Dead. Like she has no Walking Dead stuff in her room. Yeah. <laughs> People were just like, yeah. Oh, you like The Walking Dead, right? So it's like interesting in the angle that this has worked for and against the horror community. Yeah. Dude, I'm at a prof- I'm in a professionals group on Thursdays, that where I have to go every Thursday for a, a, a group meeting, a, not that kind of group meeting, a lunch meeting for your for professionals. But anyway, and that was it. Like I introduced myself that first day, and it was like, oh, and I, I enjoy horror movies. I do a horror podcast, and that was the thing that people associated. They would come up to me and as they were introducing themselves, like, do you watch the walking dead? Oh my God. Did you see Glenn? I was just like, lady, calm down. Like I haven't seen an episode of the walking dead since season two. And this is like, but you said you're a horror guy. I am. I'm very much a horror guy. And I've probably seen more horror movies on a weekly basis than you've seen in your life. But you know, and it's just, I think it's weird that you're right. Yeah. As soon as you say horror people, the, the mass majority of people are walking dead. Oh, and no one says, Oh, do you watch Bates motel? (laughs) (laughs) You know, no one says, right. Right. Like these, uh, there's, yes, I watch Bates motel. (laughs) I love Bates motel, (laughs) but that's just me. Right. Um, so anyway, um, but let's talk about zombies for a minute. Let's get away from zombie socks and zombie, you know, ice trays and things like that. Half price books is zombie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Right. You're good. Right, you want your zombie Birkenstock yeah. sandals, you know, like, no, 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 let's get away from that. Let's talk about zombies. And um, what do you love about the zombie genre? Forget, I, forget forget, recent years and the way it's been burned out. What, what do you love about the zombie genre? I, me, I like two things. Two things that first come to mind for why I love zombie movies. One, I'll just get out of the way, gore, special effects. It's fun. I mean, a lot of people cut their teeth on stuff like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead because of those special effects. But on a a bigger scale, I like that zombie movies, and this even goes back to what we just mentioned about the battery, is a lot of times the zombies are just in the background um, for 
and it's sometimes satirical, sometimes not, but there's social commentary to it. Um, Again, not to harp on The Walking Dead, very much the point. Yeah. yeah. Post-apocalyptic social commentary. Right. And that's pretty much the point of a lot of these movies. Yeah. 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 And, and in something like, you know, with Dawn of the Dead, we're interested in consumerism and being trapped in the mall and watching people in their routines that they still stayed, you know, grooved in their, where do they go? The mall. Um, and so I, I always like that. Unlike with a lot of other subgenres within horror movies, zombies have more to say than just being scary, yeah. you know? And that's, right. that's something I think is very interesting. Um, it's, it's the, the variations you can spin off of that it's almost like jazz. I mean, they're just endless. I mean, you want to make, you want to make the zombies run, make them run. You, you know, just like there's, you can just apply so many different things to it that it's, it can be so entertaining. You swing and miss. It can be one of the most just painful watches. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I like. Zombie movie is a bad movie. The most is, is the being able to have a little commentary with it and the gore. And like I said, I know I'm going to regurgitate a bunch of stuff, but I think the thing I love, like, my, I, I've really took a hard look when we, because when I knew we were going to do this show, at the things that I love about zombies. And I love the fact that to me, and I know we did an episode, but the, to me, the zombie apocalypse was something that I was scared of because they were everywhere. Zombies are everywhere in these movies. And um, watching Michael Jackson's thriller, directed by John Landis was one of the things that got to me when I was little. And that's a story I wrote down. I wanted to make sure I shared was because Michael Jackson was this pop icon. He was my favorite and still is my favorite. One of my favorite artists, but he was my favorite artist. And I watched him turn into a zombie and he was fun and he was dancing and he was thriller and he was this, but then at the end for the last 10 minutes of the five to seven minutes of the extended cut, He's chasing her into the house and they're busting in the house and they're coming to get her. And, and that scared me. I mean, it legit yeah. scared me as a kid. And I think that was, that's one of the things I like about zombies. Cause it's one of those things that really did scare me. You know, like I really, totally. I really got the, the overwhelming masses, the hordes, the, the, you can't run. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. And I think that's one of the things that actually got me going was zombie movies. I couldn't agree more. Um, we think about the difficulties and the complexities of everyday life. When you are faced with one problem, you face it, right? Yeah. When you have one thing against you, you do your best and you get through it. What happens when problems keep stacking up on you? You become overwhelmed. That's when you get overwhelmed. That's when you get stressed out. And that's what a zombie movie is. Slow moving difficulties and problems of everyday life. And that's what I have loved about the zombie movie is the reality of life that it addresses. And the fact that when you're dealing with Jason Voorhees, he's one guy. Granted, he's a supernatural guy that'll chop you up with a machete, but still... He's one guy. When you deal with Mike Myers, he's one guy. You can get in the car and drive to Dayton, Ohio to get away from him. Right. But the zombie apocalypse is everywhere. It's everywhere and it's all consuming 
and it just keeps coming at you. You can't get away from it. Yeah, there's no reason to believe there's an end. Right, and that's the big sell for the zombie story to me. So grim. It is. Yeah. It's bleak. It's as bleak as any... Uh, uh, who wrote The Road? Cormac McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's as bleak as any of those stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's about survival. Yeah. And sometimes every step you take forward lands you two steps back. You know? It's just that difficult. And I think there's a bit of a survivor's tale on that. You know, I love Westerns. I love Mountain Man movies. And that's the same sort of odds they face. Yeah, Because we find inspiration, especially in human beings who don't really know each other, becoming close quickly and working together. In order to overcome this common enemy. Makes the grim and bleak nature of these films bearable to watch. And at times, don't make fun of me, inspiring uh, in some of these films. I mean... I don't walk away after a, you know, I pop the DVD out going, I'm ready to change things. But, you know, you, you find <laughs> uh, yourself the kind of, the zombie movie and you the say, professor oh, likes college. inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice uh, offset to the grimness of what you're talking about. Right. Which right. I, I think this is an interesting topic in general because I think uh, even the most devoted horror fans, the majority of them, if you ask them, why do you like zombie movies? You know what I mean? Right. I, that's the answer you're going to get. Yeah. Because I don't think people have ever really thought about it. It's an experience, but <laughs> it's an experience, but you haven't ever really pinpointed down. Oh, that's so distracting. <laughs> Matt Chan is Matt Chan is weirding us out right yeah, now. He is rubbing his nose and beard and face. <laughs> As you all probably over heard the over the microphone. <laughs> yes. No, I, I like of, his, his microphone is a scratching post. No, like, but yeah. you but you're right though. It's like people can't tell you why they enjoy these things. They they just they do or they don't. And I think that's the um Zombies that, Zombies are like up there with bacon right now. I'm yeah. tired of people talking about bacon. <laughs> like, and mustaches. Yeah, and the word swag. And mustaches. And mustaches. The word swag. swag. These yeah. things have been around for 100 years, idiots. <laughs> right. like, we, need to, we, we need to put a kibosh on bacon, mustaches, swag, beards, and zombies. All right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, listen, that's we it. have facial hair. We're men. That's what we're supposed to have. All right? <laughs> well, like, it doesn't matter if it's a mustache or a beard. Like, that's what we're supposed to have. Why? We don't need a cartoon about it. We don't need to wear shirts about it. Well, and in thinking of this episode, though, I mean, I've got notes all over this pad now, but when I sat down, the first thing I thought of was, I need to summarize why I like zombie movies. And I just sat there. I was like, I've never really thought about this. I just enjoy them. But the other things you can pinpoint, you know what I mean? Like, I like werewolf movies for the struggle within our main character and the transformation scenes. I, with the zombie movies, I had never really thought about pinpointing why I like them. I mean, it started making sense the more I thought about it and thought it out. But I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that I think is probably more common than I would have ever guessed. I, I'm guessing a lot of horror fans initially wouldn't go, well, this is why I like zombie movies. Mm-hmm. I think, Grizz, I think you hit it on the head a little more than most people. It's uh, it's that, or both of you guys, it's that tale. It's the the people coming together it's fighting against a common goal but you don't say that initially right. you know because that's not the first thing that comes to mind and then i think the one thing about a zombie movie that's different is like you watch jason Voorhees pick apart seven or eight teenagers in a camp or wherever they are and that's just like oh that's them 
But you start watching a zombie movie, it becomes you. And you start identifying exactly. with characters exactly. in the movie. Because they do a good job of casting different archetypes. Right, and I yeah. think that's the reason why we we adore certain zombie movies and we hate other zombie totally. movies is because you can't see yourself as some of these characters. It's like if you're watching a zombie movie, like right now I'm a I'm a 34-year-old male. Like a few years ago I could identify with a lot of people cuz I could be them one day. Right now I'm a 34-year-old male. I can't identify with a 19-year-old kid who was a football player running and shoulder tackling zombies. I can't right. identify with a 23-year-old girl who was a whiz kid. You know, like, so some of these things I have a hard time identifying. Sometimes the story's good enough that you don't need to identify. But if you're trying to tell an epic zombie tale or you wanted to make a, a great zombie movie, you if I can't see myself in that situation, it's just like, oh, it's them. A great zombie movie, like I said, is us. It's like, how are we going to survive? You know, what are some of the things we can do to make our experience better? And, you know, as we talked about, as you talked about the inspiration that can come from a zombie movie, uh, at the end of the day, you've got to look at a zombie movie and you've got to look at the us versus them aspect. And this is the way that we've seen things work in scary politics over the years. You win by saying, well, it's us versus them and getting people on your side. Mm-hmm. And that's why it works in a zombie movie, because we can unite against a known enemy. We can unite against the zombies. World War II was an easy war to get behind because we can unite behind against the Nazis. Yeah. We can see why we don't like them. Right. right. We can, so we can unite against the zombies. We can unite against the Nazis. But then different eras have kind of been dangerous because dictators have said, well, we need to get rid of such and such. And people go, hell yeah, we do. But ultimately, that's why zombie movies appeal to us at our core, because yeah. we know who the enemy is. And also, I think um, uh, I think at some point, the majority of us, I mean, some of us will live a privileged life with not much adversity. But I think most of us don't. I think most of us learn how to get through each day. Um, and to deal with upsetting things that are uh, by the week, by the year, by a lifetime. Um, and you learn to find the pleasantries in each day and value each day. And I think a zombie movie magnifies that. I think a show like The Walking Dead is great, and the aspect of its scope is huge. It's long. Uh, you, you go over seasons and seasons now. Obviously, we get into bigger uh, entertainment angles um, with, you know, like... Uh, uh, groups that are opposing you and turning into wars and things like that. But at the core of it, you get excited when the characters have a good day because the characters know and the viewer knows things aren't getting better. Tomorrow's going to be the same problems. Right. But man, this meal we're cooking out together tonight in the woods, this is nice. We're having laughs. Live for this. And those scenes are great. And I think that our, our, our human ways identify to that, even if we don't, fixate on that i think just by nature watching characters put in these just grim situations applies to all of our lives right. just in different fashions right we you can hate the daily grind of work or you can appreciate a good meal with your family right and i'm a big what's, advocate for each day yep what's going to dictate your day the bad day you had at work that was just like the bad day you had yesterday mm-hmm. or that your dad cooked ribs on the grill tonight yeah that's awesome and he won't always forever 
Exactly. You know what I mean, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to think about that. Right. I, so I, I think that part of this, whether we've, like I said, fixate on that and really identify it, I think at our core is why zombie movies are so popular because they're slow moving at times. They're so depressing at times, but by human nature, I think we focus on that. Totally. You know I mean? Like with them playing games in the Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah. you could focus on a lot of the dark stuff. But you, it makes you appreciate the fine moments of each day. So, right. Anywho, all right. Let's uh, so change up here. Okay. Let's get into zombie lore. Yes. Let's talk about zombie lore. Let's talk about some classic stuff. Your favorite stuff. Zombie lore originates primarily in the voodoo tradition. Haiti. You get that in Haitian culture. Voodoo is a blend of uh, traditional. Um, African tribal religion and the Catholic religion. A lot of people don't know that, but that's where that blend comes in. And in that came this notion uh, where you could make a powder that would make somebody appear dead. And when they come back, they're kind of mindless and they will obey your commands. So a zombie needed a zombie master. So it was a, a lifeless person that had supposedly died, but came back to life. Mm-hmm. And we see that in some great early films uh, like White Zombie. Yeah, I as, think that's the best example. As we reviewed. Uh, I think my personal favorite is I Walked with a Zombie, Val Luton's uh, film. Um, just two wonderful black and white. And yeah, with those, I think those are the best two examples because very frequently back then it was used in... Um, Almost a comedic way in films. There yeah. very frequently were zombies in horror comedies. Um, but those particular two, you know, they were not trying to be funny. Um, something like the Ghost Breakers with Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. We go down uh, into the swampy areas. Um, and we have zombies there, but it's not supposed to be a scary movie. Right. Um, and... You get a little bit into the reanimated dead with something like The Walking Dead with Boris Karloff mm-hmm. long before the TV show. <laughs> right. Um, and The Mad Ghoul, which was a universal horror picture right. um, with with bringing a guy back. Uh, but primarily, yeah, the, the older stuff focused more on, on that traditional Haitian angle with having kind of like the master and, you know, the lifeless uh, people he's brought back kind of working for him totally so but then a movie comes along called night of living dead yes and mad chan what are some of the new standards the night of living dead sets okay well the night of the living dead we get this this uh it's a what is it? It's a comet. The or no, there was that's a, the only yeah that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. notion you get a, a radio radioactive comet or whatever that flew by or touched down or and we don't know that's what yeah comet, yeah you know? yeah that's the only notion we get right you know so then that's what comes but now instead of being under a master's control or a master owns their soul these are soulless beings that were previously dead that have come back right and that crave human flesh and in some cases uh which we go on later brains much, and, return you know, of the living right, dead. right, Return right. of the Living Dead. Right, um, they they crave human human flesh and brains, and they have the the ba- most basic of motor functions. They have the most basic of needs. They have the need to feed. 
You know, like they say that in Resident Evil. You know, mm. uh, if you remember the first one, that's what it says. The little girl that's the computer, the the membrane. She's like they have the most basic human function. It's the need to feed. Yeah, and that's basically what they are. They're these lifeless, soulless beings that are stumbling the earth. And their only goal is to fill their stomachs. And yeah. the only way to kill them, well, I mean, not the only way, that, that sounds bad, but you shoot them in the head or you decapitate them and burn the body. And anybody who dies, regardless of anybody who dies from being bitten or scratched or had any contact with one of these things becomes a zombie. But here's the thing. In certain lore, anybody who dies right. becomes one of these things. That becomes an important dividing ground. It does. The fact that if you are bitten or exchange fluids with one, that assures that you're going to become one. Right. But then in other, it's just we're all already infected. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if right. you die, you will Like it's back. an airborne or it's something. Right. right. So you already have the gene inside of you. So it's an interesting split. Um, and we, we've we credited it's George Romero that made this some of these rules yeah the, bu- they, the bulk of yeah the, the modern zombie we know he created yeah it's just this old subgenre. tim right and like black sabbath heavy metal right it's like they just kind of veered off did something and everybody was like yeah i'd like to do this too <laughs> i think i'd like to try me some of that cocaine <laughs> want nothing to do with this shit <laughs> so yeah so that's where kind of the birth of zombie lore as we know it yeah most widespread culture knows it comes from it's it's romero's night of the living dead and, and then dawn of the dead and day of the dead um so what's some other famous zombie lore before we get into movies well as in what as in what like what do you mean how do you kill a zombie well headshot 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 you gotta you gotta destroy the brain they make that very clear destroy the brain or sever the spinal cord or that's what's feeding its uh central nervous movements system. Yeah. yeah that's right that's right you got to destroy the brain yeah and even if you decapitate one in a lot of movies you still have to kill the brain yeah. is it is it bub or is it the zombie on the table i can't remember where they shove the the screwdriver in its head and they move it and it moves its motor or is that zombie land i i just remember there's a couple different movies that examine like when they they shove a a screwdriver into the zombie's head when they move yeah, it around. Day of the Dead. Was that Day of the Dead? Of... Right, yeah. Yeah, not, not Bub, but the ones on yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I just remember there's so much that stemmed in just a few years. Because, well, let's look at it this way. 68 to where we are right now. We're looking at it. We're, coming, we're on 48 years, almost 50 years of this particular zombie zombie lore. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. no, we are. Yeah, like we're we're coming up on fifty years of this particular zombie lore. <laughs> take off my glasses, mother of God! It's almost <laughs> been fifty years. <laughs> but I think too, uh, Richard Matheson's story, uh, "I Am Legend." Yeah, uh, even though it's vampires, really Very started to lay down the groundwork, and I don't know if Romero's ever cited that as any kind of inspiration, but it certainly I think is important because the last man on earth. With Vincent Price yep. was made years before and then, Night of the Living oh. Dead. But technically, it's yeah. not a zombie movie, but it is. So, right. th- and that's always the way I took it. Because you've got Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, oh, man. I Am, and then I Am Legend. Yeah. And that's always the way I took it. So, they, it's in fact, vampires? That's yeah, what they are? technically, they're See, I've, I've never read the story. I've only... Yeah. Okay. Um, what are some other zombie... Lo- like, I don't... 
there, see, that's the thing. Zombies, by by and large, are just are simple. And unlike we're vampires, like we talked the other night, vampires have there's like fifteen different ways. There's all these different ways you kill a werewolf. There's all these different ways you can get turned. Zombies are just that. Well, it's like, hey, you die by infection. You die if you have this infection. You become one of us, and they they just leave a mass of dead bodies in their wake, man. I'll go two directions here. Okay. Origin. What movies are brave enough, albeit stupid enough, to try and explain an origin for why people started rising from the dead? I like Trioxin. That's a great one. I like Trioxin 245. That was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. (laughs) I I really enjoy Trioxin 245, man. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's that's the Return of the Living Dead. That's the way I always seen something. Like, there would be a a chemical agent. You know, like, it was a gas agent. Or it was a liquid agent that turned into a gas, which got into the atmosphere, which rained down upon bum, Louisville. Bum, 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 <laughs> right, right. I, I like that. I thought that was cool. Like, it's interesting. what are some other ones you're thinking? Night of the Creeps. Is that a bug that's crawling in people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of got an explanation there. Yeah. Where the hell the bug come from. But this is a funny a, thing. It was like an alien, right? <clears throat> yeah. For a lot Tommy of us. Atkins at the end with the thrill me and the, the fire. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Jason Lively with the fire. For a lot of us, I don't think an explanation is necessary. No. But for a lot of people, it is. That's mm. why you've got, and I hate to keep coming back to this, that's why you have Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. You have people who don't need an explanation. Rick wakes up and stuff's already bad. And then you've got Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, man, I was so bad. These shows are so bad. His microphone just jumped off the table. <laughs> Didn't want to be a part of this. But then you've got Fear of the Walking Dead, where it's like people need to know why this happened, how this happened, who did it, what's the cause. And I'm telling you what the cause is. Trump. Donald Trump did it. Okay? <laughs> like when the zombie apocalypse happens, it was Trump. Well, but my dad, ahead. it's funny that you say that. My dad... Uh, my dad grew up, my dad is a sci-fi junkie. He mm-hmm. likes a little horror, but my right. dad's a sci-fi junkie, man. He loves uh, Battlefield Earth. Lord help me, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but my dad is a sci-fi junkie. And so when the wa- my dad loves The Walking Dead. But when he first started wa- watching, I mean, we're talking like first, second season. He's like, well, I just want to know what caused it. And I'm like, they're not going to tell you. Well, yeah, but they got, see, they're at the CDC right now. You know, that's Center for Disease Control. Yeah, where they start in that first season, which they never did in the comic. My dad's like, well, I just want to know what caused it. You know, like he's just, I'm like, Dad, they're not going to tell you. Yeah, but no, they have to because that's an important part of the story. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And you're right. That's why, that's one of the few reasons why there is Fear the Walking Dead, number one, money. Number two, an explanation. And number three, to cash in, you know, it's in South California. It's going to reach a different audience. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're the the Georgia the Georgia Bible Belt Southern audience isn't for everybody, right? You know, and that group of people. Daryl Dixon's not a hero. He's a hero to most, but not a hero to all. He's not right. mine. Not my Daryl Dixon. I not, just want to put that not out my there. Darryl Dixon. But no, I mean, I think that's so, the thing. But that's yeah, you're right. I mean, you're really onto something with that. Like people want an explanation. Yeah. Where most of us say, 
hey, bud, it's happened. Well, deal, deal with, with it. it. Yeah. It's a viral outbreak. It's UFOs. It's uh, voodoo. It's things like, like there. There's a number of things it could be. But my favorite zombie movies are ones that don't waste time trying to explain why it happened. Well, the other one, like I just brought up, was uh, like Resident Evil. Blues the virus, greens the antivirus, or back vice versa, whatever. Like they, it's a it's a man made thing. It's a, we created this, you know. The Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, the Umbrella Corporation. A made much this. better video game than movie, by the way. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't get the whole series, and that, that's just me. It's whatever. I've only seen the first forty or fifty of them. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that's just another one. Like they created it. What are some of the ones you can think of that where they where they've tried to change the rules and it just no, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, like I look at these most of these on my list and they don't even bother. Like yeah. the only reasonable one that I accept is trioxin. Yeah. Like that's, that's just the only really doesn't happen much. The I mean, right. the, really the only even the change to the the common themes in a zombie movie in recent memory was 28 days later cuz I can remember thinking they're running. They're not shuffling. That's kind of scary. That was different. Yeah. I mean, it's really not tampered with, and we really don't worry about much explanation. Well, that's, that's Real quick, next... since we're talking about zombies, for all you slow-moving versus fast-moving zombies, that's the next watch, conversation. Watch, 19, watch the original Night of the Living Dead. They're, the fast-moving zombie, Bill Heinzman is the original fast-moving zombie. He runs. He trots and chases her into that car. And, like, there's... They're not all slow-moving zombies, all right, guys? Like, there's some trotting, jogging-slash-zombies in this movie, in these movies. You just have to find them, all right? So I, I, I'm tired of hearing that debate where and you see these shirts, fast-moving zombies suck. There's been fast-moving zombies since the beginning of the zombie that you know of. And that is the next thing. It's zombie lore. It's There's a, this fast-versus-slow crowd, and I don't care. I like I movies. Either. I like movies with fast ones. I like movies with slow ones. Brother, uh, when you watch I've... Zack Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake, when they come out that back door and that zombie with one arm looks over at them and takes off booking, terrifying. I mean, that scared me yeah, a I hell of a lot more. I don't really care that much, but I prefer slow. I do too. I, th- I feel Only it feels the like the, the tone of the dread. Only because it goes back to my original theory. One problem a day doesn't cripple you right thousands of yeah. slow moving problems a day will right stop your life yeah, yeah definitely you know what i mean like the slow burn of hating your job your car not working your mortgage coming up due your student loan debt your kids not listening to you that stuff that mounts is up. a gradual evolution mm-hmm. mounts up and stops you yeah you know what I'm saying? Well, and to me too, like the simple idea of people coming back from the dead, they're not going to be sprinting at me. I mean, to me, then you start getting into more of a sci-fi okay. and disease thing. The classic idea of a reanimated corpse just shuffling, I don't know, it just fits it more. I Like something like uh, the examples you cite in Dawn of the Dead, that's excellent. It's a great scene. It's scary. I remember enjoying 28 Days Later when that came out for the very reason that it was kind of a refreshing change uh, with the speed on it. But yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of from the side where, I don't know, I, I prefer the slower ones. I think it's more effective for the type of story that's being told. Mm-hmm. So, slow versus fast, really. Yeah, it's not it's not really an issue. 
Yeah. Like people try to make it out to be something. It's really not. It's because either way, it's it's the build up. Mm-hmm. It's it's the impending doom. Right. Like you're right. gonna die. Yeah. Right. It's not about. I mean, who cares if they run at you or if they crawl at you or if it's a slow moving pace. It just depends on how you need to tell a story. I don't think there's such thing as. I mean, there's purists out there, and if you're one, of, if you're an independent filmmaker listening right now, you're like, man, slow moving zombies are the only way to go. It's because you got people that don't want to run and you need to tell a story slow it's okay you're not right or wrong there's no right or wrong with zombie movies that's the thing that people forget and i think that's the reason zombie movies are going away is because people started trying to tell us that no this is the way things are i.e walking dead and it doesn't have to be one certain way guys all right let's crack into some movies here uh, Romero, we touched on uh, Night of the Living Dead and, you know, starting the, the modern era of the zombie movie. And uh, it was a provocative movie also for the time it was made, 1968. Yep. We're three years into the Vietnam War. That's why Tom Savini couldn't be a part of the film. Uh, we also are dealing with a lot of race issues in our country. And we have a black lead. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's it's a great movie. It's a it's a not only, not only is he a black lead, he's a black lead that smacks a no, it's a white female. Yeah, <laughs> and just <laughs> because right. that wasn't about black and white, Romero was like, he's the best guy for the role. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Then we roll into Dawn of the Dead, which, as you said, is a uh, commentary on uh, consumerism. our consumerism, which is something we're still dealing with today. Uh, so I think. Uh, Dawn of the Dead is one of my top ten favorite horror movies of all time. It's a great movie. Uh, what are your top five favorite zombie movies? That's a great question. Uh, uh, do, you, do you have them? Uh, not jotted down. Okay, um, well, here. I'll give my list. Okay. And I'll give you guys a are moment to think about it. Or... Uh, no, no, one of them is Romero. Okay. One of them. Um, my my list goes like this. and this is I wanted to bring this up because... Oh, you'll see. Return of the Living Dead is my number one. Michael Jackson's Thriller is my number two. Shaun of the Dead is my number three. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is my number four. And then Romero's Dawn of the Dead is my number five. Hmm. And the reason I put these on here, unlike other episodes where, you know, I really got to thinking about zombies this time. And the reason I only, only reason I made a top five list, I put them on there by the way they make me feel. I love Return of the Living Dead, and my my love for it is growing. I mean, it before when we watched it, like I said, it's one of my favorite movies. But I mean, it's growing. I really enjoy this picture. Every time I watch it, I find more and more things I like about it, and none of them are Linnea. And you know, it's not yeah. that. I mean, the the actual storytelling and everything. And I told you about my Michael Jackson's thriller, but like Shaun of the Dead, whether you call that a zombie movie or not, it it is. And then Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, it it, I, it makes me feel, like I said, this, this, the fast-moving zombie, it's an updated, more relevant tale on a classic tale. And then I watched Dawn of the Dead even again last night. I love that movie because of that. So I did have to do a top five list, but for a different reason. like Because all five of these movies are five zombie movies that I really enjoy. Or, and you may not call Michael Jackson's thriller a zombie movie but it scared me more than movies like hour and 40 minute movies this 19 minute or 17 minute short scared me more 
it had more of an impact on horror to me than a lot of movies did. So if you you don't have to give me a list, but what would you say are your top few? Yeah, we can throw out five. It doesn't have to be in an order. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I I, I was entirely unprepared for this. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep you on your list toes. Of five. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, right off the bat, Dawn and Day. Right. I mean, those are just yeah. two of my favorite movies. Period. Uh, Brain Dead. Okay. Now, what's the see? I've never seen that. What's Brain Dead? Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I would put that right up there. Um. Della Morte, Della Moore, Cemetery Man. If you want to think of that as a traditional zombie movie, some people might debate it, but I really like that movie. Um, and some people consider Prince of Darkness. I jotted it down. I won't consider that a straight zombie movie. I love that picture, but I'll just throw a 28 Days Later in there. That so, really invigorated me as a horror fan at the time it came out and with this little subgenre. So you talk about your they love, I don't want to miss Cemetery Man. Cemetery. So you Cemetery Man. If you consider it a zombie movie and it had an impact on you, well, here's the reason I say that is in the typical movies that we talk about, it's how society deals with it and how it's overcome everything. This is a man who works in a cemetery who has to deal with bodies coming back to life once, and he kills them. Oh, that's part of his job there. So you have a lot of different facets in this film. It's a very bizarre movie. I mean, you've got some comedy to it. You've got some gore to it. You've got some sexuality to it. It's it's a really good movie, but it's a zombie movie, but it kind of isn't. But yeah. I just love it so damn much that I'm throwing it in there. It's kind of like a, it's a, a and A and B with Shaun of the Dead. Kind of, you know what I mean? That's yeah. not full-blown zombie movie, but damn, I love it. Right on. I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Grace. You don't have just to. Just list some you want to talk yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, both uh, favorites. Obviously, Return of the Living Dead. I uh, had the Hell, privilege say that. had the privilege of seeing Return of the Living Dead at midnight in on Halloween in Louisville, Kentucky, when I lived down there. Right back on, in 2005. Man. Uh, there's three. Um, Shaun of the Dead is just uh, fantastic. It's a masterpiece. Um, and for a fifth one. Boy, one of my favorite cheesy, terrible zombie movies is Zombie Lake. Okay. <laughs> now, I noticed something. You both put Day of the Dead up there on your list. I didn't think, in the terms of zombie movies, and see, this is, if people wanted to get into our you know, our talk earlier, to me, that's it's one of the big three from Romero. It's my favorite. But it's, the, but it's not a, to me, it's not a full-on zombie movie. Mm-hmm. But no, no, and that's the thing. That's right. that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Like it's it's is an it underground piece about people. Is it because we don't see the exteriors as much? See, because Dawn think, of the Dead, that's you're contained within a mall. Right, right. You know no, what I think I mean? what that's it is. I think I the reason I see Dawn more is because we still get the zombies inside. Even when the a Marauders come zombies, inside, we get yeah. a lot more zombies. But whereas Day is is, is a internal struggle, yeah. and no, we do see Bub and the zombies they're working on. And when they go up, we see them around the perimeter of the fence, and eventually the fence yeah. falls. And then, no, I mean, I remember the yeah. movie, but it just seems to me like when we're talking about internal pieces, we're talking about people pieces. Right. Day of the Dead to me is one more is more of one of those people pieces, whereas like yeah. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is a fucking zombies are everywhere, killing. You know, we make we don't let a few minutes go by without showing you a zombie kind of thing. So it's just it. I think it's it goes back to what you're talking about. Everybody's a little bit different, Day and of the what Dead, you consider a 
Day of the Dead is very much a post-apocalyptic movie with zombies. Right on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We talk, about movie, we talk about movies that are horror sci-fi or sci-fi horror. Um, I would say Day of the Dead is a post-apocalyptic movie with zombies. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's that kind of a movie. I would agree more if they never got in. Right. I mean, we watch them rip human uh, beings apart. Yeah, no, we do. They're, they're, they're breaking and terrible right. apart. Yeah. I see what you're saying, though. But, right. uh, no, I love Day. And, and <laughs> I love uh, that documentary that's on the DVD for Day. Uh, at the very beginning, George Romero says, when I meet my fans and they say Day of the Dead's their favorite movie, I know I'm talking to the real ghouls. <laughs> I love that part, man, because he's just like, Day of the Dead is dirty. If you like it, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's right. good. No, that's good, man. That's it's good. It's good. Um, that's interesting, though. I, like, I no. completely see where you guys are. Oh, no. I just we, We've been talking about different types of zombies and why we think they are not. And I just thought Day, for me, because I see it differently, and it's not one of my, the, what I would consider top five. And that's kind of why I wanted to throw a top five out there is to kind of see – where everybody lands. Now you told I've never I've never seen Cemetery Man. Now what was the other one you were talking about? Zombie Lake? Yeah, what is that about? <laughs> Zombie Lake. Man, it's a it's a French film uh by Jean Roland, most well known for weird French vampire Jean Roland. Jean Roland, most like I said, most well known for weird French vampire movies. Okay. He uh made this zombie movie in which Nazi zombies. Oh, I like Nazi zombies. This is a this is a classic nazi zombie story uh i like it i like it better than shockwaves <laughs> a lot of people would kill me especially and i like it better than oasis of the living dead like it better than than dead snow much better than dead snow <laughs> what about dead snow 2 i have not watched red versus dead dead snow <laughs> not a halo movie <laughs> <laughs> red versus blue, baby. uh so zombie lake is uh nazi zombies they're terrible they're just white guys with green makeup on their face. Uh, it's every earmark of a bad European zombie movie. Uh, they keep coming out of this lake. There, there's all right, guys. Most twenty like one or two, and I watched it. Uh, maybe younger than that. I think Tyler Rantanen and I watched it together. There's lots of nudity, <laughs> but it was made very early in like the early '80s. So these girls go skinny dipping in this lake. And uh, the, these Nazi zombies get them. But the underwater shots of the Nazis very clearly show you that they are in a pool, not a lake. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Yeah. The, bad, the bad seaweed, the bad, like, you can see pool stuff behind them. <laughs> like, it's very poorly It's made. like, I don't know about y'all, but this lake's got a ladder right over y'all. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why you're diving in. There's a ladder over there. So, I love Zombie Lake because it is a quintessential bad zombie movie. Okay. Quintessential bad zombie movie. Uh, I can't recommend it enough if you want to just watch So Bad It's Good. And not purposefully So Bad It's Good. Like, okay. Well, Gene Roland probably didn't think it was that good because he didn't even credit it under his real name when he made it. Like, J.C. Laser or whatever <laughs> his, his uh, you know username is. It's his uh, version of Alan Smithy. Oh, so, awesome. Um, anyways, so yeah, that's Zombie Lake. Cool, man. So what are some... Uh, we've talked about different aspects of zombie movies. We've talked about why different... Um, who's had the balls to go out and 
try to change zombie movies or change why zombie movies happen. So what are some other aspects of zombie movies that, that enthrall you, man? Like we talk not, not being on your own, like, like, is it a group of people running through with a machete or a lawnmower, you know, because I mean, zombie let's, movies get gory. Let's bro. talk about dead alive for a minute. Okay. Cause zombie movies get, I didn't know about the, I've only, I seen dead alive twice. I've heard it both so much in the last, especially a couple of years that I just, it varies on what I call okay, it. No, you're fine. So you're used fine. To hearing right. both anymore. No, cause we talked about it. He watched, he brought it over. Grizz brought it over to movie night one night and we watched it. I, I was like, yeah, I'm sure I've seen it. No, maybe I haven't. He said, he started explaining the lawnmower scene. I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen this. So Grizz brought it over for movie night, and I fell in love with it. And I was I like, meant oh, to this is amazing, it dude. For this episode, and didn't get around to it. How long has it been since you've watched Dead Alive? It's probably five years. I just remember loving it. Okay, we'll let you keep that. <laughs> what did you rewatch it recently? Yeah, yeah I watched it the week. other day, <laughs> and it didn't go well. And it just like I, mean, I think up, I still have the text message recently, on my phone. Up until recently, that was the goriest film ever. It's it's there was more gallons of blood. Used it's than currently that. It, it's easily the goriest movie I own. Yeah, uh, I texted Mad Chan and I was like, "Boy, I used to love this movie." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying I hate it. No, but it just doesn't have. I'm interested to rewatch it now again. It doesn't have the appeal for me. So I watched anymore. it a couple times and just remember thinking, "Oh, this is the jam." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I watched it two or three times when I first bought it. I want to take that off my top five now. <laughs> <Here you go. laughs> I'm weak. I got. I need you to read this right here. I do my need finger. to bring back uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead onto my list. That was shameful that I forgot to put that there. Yeah. You should read it. Yeah. It says, and I quote, Watching Dead Alive makes me wish I knew why I used to like this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we all change and our and our opinions you change. change. You That's why I wanted to put you that do. that disclaimer in there earlier because I like stuff now that on that is not on my top five list when we started this show. Right. And I like stuff less after watching a bunch of horror movies yeah. for this show than I did when I initially talked about them. So things do change, but no, like Dead Alive was that one. I watched it the second time and I didn't like it as much as the first time. Yeah. But I still thought it was very interesting. You know, Peter Jackson, Lawnmower, that was all great. Yeah. But I just think a, a tandem top five list throwing it, or random, not tandem, sorry, random top five list throwing it out there is just like, like you said earlier, it's like, why do you like zombie movies? Well, what zombie movies do you really like better than others? And it's like, why? Um, you know, what about these movies compels you? Because I'm going to be completely honest, sitting here and as the more we talk about them, I don't like zombie movies as much as I like other versions of movies, but I do like zombie movies. I just you don't like. Werewolves. I only like I only like certain ones. Yeah, like like werewolves. I don't like werewolves. I don't I like. Said, I thought you said road rules. No, dude, don't I don't like. like what like it is is I don't like Vinny. Real world challenge. It's not that I don't like werewolves. I don't like Vinny. That's what it is. Um, okay, let me throw this out of here. Do we have any selections? That we don't have to go in depth about, but just that you want to mention, maybe viewers or listeners haven't watched before. Uh, just ones that you know we don't have to go deep into, but just that you want to mention that movies you like or think oh, yeah. are worth watching. Yeah, uh, I just I mean, I'll just do one at a time. We can trade here uh, back and forth. We've talked about the Romero movies. You've heard yeah. them in other podcasts. We've talked about Return of the Living Dead. We obviously yeah. highly recommend the first one. Yep, yeah. and we've done the you know uh, an episode about the whole series. 
Battery was another one that we brought up. Very important, I think. That's a great independent film that everyone needs to see. Let's talk about Lucio Fulci. Yeah, daddy. Zombie. Godfather of Gore. <laughs> oh, you mean Herschel Gordon Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucio Fulci mm-hmm. made a movie called Zombie. Mm-hmm. Technically, Spiritual sequel. Technically, it's called Zombie 2. Yeah. In the Italian. Because they sold it that way. Right, because Dawn of the Dead was called Zombie mm-hmm. when it went to Italy. Fulci made Zombie, but it's technically known as Zombie 2 because it's supposed to be a sequel. There's a Zombie 3. Yeah, right. Which I've never watched, actually. I haven't either. And it's, uh, you know, like I said, this is supposed to be a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Without breaking any copyright laws. Right. Um, man, I bought this... Probably about 11, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Found it at the Best Buy. You watched it before I did. And I wanted to see the uh, the scene where the zombie fights a shark. Yeah. Which, which is great. I remember that was on a Microsoft commercial. Oh, Do you remember really? that? No. I, well, I, I actually asked you about it. I was like, do you see that zombie on the, the commercial? And he's like, you were like, yeah, it's from uh, Zombie. Oh, maybe I, I was like, see it. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so the film has some real iconic scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the film overall, mm-hmm. but obviously the zombie fighting the shark, obviously the zombie pulling the woman's eyeball onto the splinter of wood is uh, oh, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Eye stuff bothers me. Yeah. I can't it, watch it, that scene. It'll make you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, unfortunately, I like Fulci. He's obsessed with eyeballs. Happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. And then the scene of the, the zombies coming out. Yeah, and the one like... Falling at the camera with all the worms and its eye sockets. It's, oh, in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the cover. The yeah. cover art. Which he's one of the ones when they're rising up. Yeah. They got the shot that comes right down at the camera. Yeah. Pretty cool. So it's got some great shots in it. I don't think it's a great movie by any means. Yeah. But it's, it's got some cool stuff. It's uh, like much of his, many of his films, it's worth watching for the gore and surrealism. If you're looking for a cohesive, like coherent plot and story you're going to struggle with this yeah uh but he made um a few others that kind of got into the same areas just not on as grand of a scale as zombie but like mm-hmm. city of the living dead the beyond and these movies get really gory and deal with zombies the beyond not as much but city of the living dead in particular has quite the incredible scene with a screwdriver into mm-hmm. a temple um so yeah there was quite the boom uh and then his success inspired others, which we've talked about, not on the show, but like Nightmare City. Uh, is Umber- one that, Umberto Lindsay. Yeah, one yeah. that you had watched before. I watched uh, in particular because I'd been wanting to use this as a good uh, inspiration to do so. Enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite Italian zombie movie. Yeah, it was a good time. Nightmare City, yeah. It's uh, teetering on a little sleazy. The gore is cool. It was an entertaining movie. The zombies don't look great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they com- look like they got some kind of skin rash. Yeah, right, but... right. Fulci's movies, the zombies look good. This movie, they don't. Nightmare yeah. City. But I, I love Nightmare City. Like I said, it's probably my favorite story-wise. Yeah. Right well, I'm it's glad very, you that It's too, very cohesive. Because I feel like people would want to stab us for not bringing up the 80s boom of yeah. Italian zombie films. Because they're beloved. I mean, regardless of what any of us may think about individual ones, they certainly have the following. Um, I'm... I'm somewhere around with, where what you're saying was zombie. Like, I really like some scenes in it, but that's one of my least favorite movies of his. Yeah. Um, 
it just it doesn't do that much for me. Is like, City of the Living Dead better? I like it better. Okay, yeah. I'll have to watch uh, it. If nothing else, some of the the imagery is just more memorable to me. Okay, but I don't know. Many people string me up for that. I'm sure, but yeah, no, the the Italian boom was impressive especially from the gore aspect and that kind of dreadful music that they play through those films they're entertaining watches um yeah and on the on the subject of older ones too we got to bring up shockwaves yeah i uh, which i want to see Never another seen. nazi zombie one not a big fan people, 1977 baby people peter love cushing it yeah peter cushing's in it people love it uh not for me burial ground is one i want to see also that goes right into the italian horror that one is from what I've gathered is not good. It's so bad. It's fun. You guys, let's not forget about Scooby-Doo on zombie Island. <laughs> no, but I, I really liked the little movie called life after Beth. If you haven't seen that, uh, uh, I, I definitely, yeah, I Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, you know, yeah. well, that's the thing I, I was thinking of non-traditional zombie zombie movies. And it is, it's a, it's a really good one. Yeah. It's a it's John C. Riley and, um, Oh, what is her name? Aubrey Plaza. And that's a, that was a real good one. I really enjoyed that one. And then uh, don't forget about My Boyfriend's Back, if you guys haven't seen that yeah, one. Yeah, Planet Terror. Yeah, Maniac Cop. I mean, every, a lot of these movies are... Um, they consider them zombie movies because of what, yeah, like, what transpires. Reanimator. Yo, Reanimator's considered... Like, is critic of it is that. Yeah. Like, Frankenhooker is also considered a zombie right? movie. Yeah. You know, like... Depends um, on who you talk a to. A couple I do want to mention um, are the from the... Dead outbreak on a plane. Blech. A couple uh, that I do want to mention are from the 70s. Uh, Sugar Hill, which gets into black exploitation and Never crime, heard of that one. Deals with the voodoo um, and kind of the things that you would commonly see in, in black exploitation from back then. That's my girl, um, Pam Greer, baby. It is definitely worth checking out. Okay. Sugar Hill is. All right. Um, for multiple reasons. Is there, there a gang in it? Yeah, we've got a, a crime. So it's like Sugar Syndicate. Hill Gang? <laughs> Mother of God. Do they have a song um, about delight? Yes. <laughs> no, yes. I'm sorry. That was a delight. Thank you. You really. That's Marky Bay. It's not, it's not Bam Greer. It's Marky Bay. I'm I wasn't going to correct you. I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't. Black exploitation. No. She's a big part of it. But no, 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 no. I wanted to make sure I had it right, though. But it wasn't. Yeah. It, that wasn't one of hers, though. Uh, sorry. Sugar is our main female okay uh in the middle of that and another one just to mention we don't have to go into it uh children shouldn't play with dead things children should not play with dead things it's a bot it's a bob clark movie even before black christmas it has to do with a group of students who end up on a little trip out to an area where uh they uh maybe awaken some things they don't want to i can't remember if i saw that one or the dead hate the living Mm. i just remember not getting into it Uh, go ahead Children, Children should, shouldn't play with dead things. Uh, 19, just got a Blu-ray. Just got a Blu-ray release recently. Okay. Uh, so that one's worth checking out. Those are a couple of highlights from the seventies, which we really didn't go to. Fifties doesn't have much. Plan Nine, if you want to watch that, is uh, got some zombie action yeah. in it. Uh, but eighties, I mean eighties is where it's at for the boom. That goes the boom. Got any others you want to mention? Uh, well, you started to touch a little bit earlier on um, Night of the Creeps. And I know that's not a traditional zombie movie, but I think it does break the. It's uh, still got the. Fun it breaks side the mold. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It breaks the mold with what you were talking about. Is there anybody that went outside? Yes, Night of the it's Creeps did. <laughs> the, yeah, right, the little right, aliens. Right, no, right. no, no, no. I would say Night of the Comet might go there as yeah. well. Yeah, it's Night of the Comet. Yeah, there you go. There survival. you go. Uh, 
Manchan, can you look up a little movie called Undead? Undead. Uh, I want to know what country that was from. I want to tell you about two major disappointments. When I lived in Louisville, Kentucky, I was at the height of my zombie craze. This is 2005, and the only thing that we had had up until that point was Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. So I'm like dying for a zombie movie, dying for a zombie movie. And a little one came out called Undead. Australian. Australia. 2003 Australian zombie horror comedy. It finally came to the U.S. in 05. Directed by Michael and Peter Spurg. And it was awful. <laughs> Just awful. After losing her family to a farm, <laughs> her family farm to a bank, local beauty, beauty pageant winner Renee decides to leave the small town of Berkeley, and a number of strange meteorites are seen falling nearby, turning the local inhabitants into zombies. <laughs> That's about as good as it gets. I would rather <laughs> listen to Mad Chan read the synopsis than watch it. Oh, Number two, a lot of people don't know about this. There was a movie called Day of the Dead oh. Part 2. Day of the Dead Part 2. Contagium. Those are, those are the same people that did Creepshow 3. Yes. Taurus Entertainment yeah. owned the rights to the name Day of the Dead. So they put out Day of the Dead 2 Contagium. Well, 2005. In 2005, I didn't know how the shitty studio system worked. And that if you own the name, you could put out any piece of crap title just to keep the rights. And that's what this was. Yeah, sell the movie once, they don't care. Yeah. In 1968, an infected man from Russia is being operated on a military hospital. But no, they go back to the... they, They use that. They go back to 68... They go back to when the first when Night of the Living Dead happened, and what they were trying to do is they were desperately trying to use the original, um, right, the original right. mythology to make their movie uh, part of that mythology, and it, and it doesn't work. So it, stupid, yeah. so yeah. bad. Um, Zombieland. <laughs> I love Zombieland. It's a good time. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. I think a great newer movie that does the zombie mythology right, that is fun, it's colorful. I think it was a home run. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it to be, to be honest. No. I was like, oh. oh Jesse, Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. Hey. Can, I, can I throw one out real quick? Sure, uh, man. Planet Terror. Yeah. I like Planet Terror. It was fun. It was, because it was meant to be fun. I, I just wanted to throw that out there just to make sure people knew that, you know, we're, we're not stuck in the 70s and 80s, guys. Like, like or the even, like, we like Planet Terror, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Plan 9, like you said earlier. I, <laughs> I, I love Plan 9. I only got to see it in the past couple of years, and that's thanks to friends who were like, oh, because I'd seen Ed Wood, and I'd seen, or I'd seen other movies a lot, you know, and they wanted to make sure I'd seen the actual movies. So I appreciate you guys for that. For sure. Right on, man. So uh, the, now there are hundreds, hundred, probably thousands of zombie movies out there. And I looked at my list and I've mentioned all the ones I want to talk about. Like, yeah, because nobody talked about Zombievers. Hey, Zombievers is fun. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. Movie. I didn't catch that one. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. It's stupid. It's everything that you want out of a popcorn b movie exactly it's Nobody, a lot of fun we didn't talk about weekend at bernie's too where bernie <laughs> comes back to life and walks around now we missed that one uh, one i do want to mention yeah. we're not to go into it uh but worth watching i like it dead and buried you guys heard of that 
It's from oh. 1981. Yeah. Young, it's got uh, Robert England three years before uh, okay. Freddy Krueger action in it. Uh, James sure. Farantino. Uh, but James it's Franco. Yeah, small coastal town. And uh, the dead, the citizens that are dead start coming back to life. Okay. But yeah, it's a good little flick, especially from that kind of golden era. It's just got that good feel to it. It's worth watching. Oh, yeah. I forgot about a little movie that we watched, Dead and Breakfast. Yeah. Dead yeah, and Breakfast. Dead and That's breakfast, a fun man. one. Yeah. It's a fun one. It's not great, but Everything it's fun. Yeah. Good time. Uh, Matt Chan, what was that one that we watched that Nicole kept asking us? Did you guys make this movie? Oh, the redneck zombie one, man. Yeah, Remember, the I've got a, ah, I've got a copy that? of it. Dead, oh my uh, god, dead what? Dead what? Uh, I can't remember. If you keep talking, I'll go look on my shelf and I can tell you. Dead? <laughs> no, no, it's not worth it. But <laughs> Dead Moon Rising? No. Come up with something else to talk about. And I'll go oh, dead. No. <laughs> I'll just wait on you. Just go. Do, 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 do. Another one that I uh, <laughs> didn't mention with the Italian, uh, yeah. Fulci. Uh, it's not a straight up zombie movie, but you could apply it to it. The House by the Cemetery. You got, right. you got a little bit of, uh, you know, you're right by the cemetery. <laughs> but you, you, you get into that a little bit. Right. But, um, there's some interesting ones. Uh, Zombie High was a fun one from the 80s. Right on. Um, Virginia Madsen. Actually, that might have been at the beginning of the 90s. I don't think so. I think it was like 86, maybe. What is it? Zombie High. It's at a prep school, and something's not quite right with the the students there. Yeah, the 87. Yeah, Zombie okay. High. 87. Yeah, that was uh that was a good one. Um, Night of the Comet, which was mentioned earlier. Yeah, is also I... like here's the thing. I like that movie a lot, but um, and but then again, you also like Virginia Madsen. Let's say, well, yeah, zombie for high, zombie yeah, high. yeah, yeah. But with that. Night of the Comet, um, the problem is you just don't see many zombies. You got like the scare with the one by the car. Right. That was Get the biggest, the, the biggest disappointment with it. Because I like all the '80s yeah. style to it and the cast in it, but. I did not find what I was looking for. <laughs> However, I uh, jogged my memory for another one. Um. The Wreck movies, uh, but yeah. more specifically the oh, American yeah. remake, Quarantine. That, Quarantine yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen Quarantine. I really want to watch all the Wreck movies. But I watched the, the first Wreck. Right, and I guess Quarantine's a shot-for-shot shot yeah, remake. identical. Quarantine was good. Yeah, Rex, I really Rex enjoyed it. Better. I, liked, so uh, I like What's-His-Name's-Wife in that. She was real good. Yeah, man. What is it? My... Dexter's, Dexter's wife. Dexter's wife, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was also on Dexter. Any other things? Jennifer Carpenter. I'm yeah, sorry. Jennifer Carpenter. Uh, just a fun one. Fido. Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah, dude. Fido. There we go. Is, uh, the uh, Billy Conley. Zombie. Yeah, like, Billy oh, Conley, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys consider Evil Dead to be a zombie movie? Or is that more of a possession? I think of it more of a possession. wacko possession. I don't just thought I'd ask. Oh, man, Chan. What about Night of the Living Dorks? Night of the Living Dorks, That's man. a fun one. That's a fun one. We watched that. that one on movie night. Yeah, yes, that's yes. One. That's a German one. That's a good one. And it, remember, I remember the, the dubbed was so horrible that yeah. we, were, we were laughing. But again, so it was during that dry spell. We were so nuts for zombie movies and none were being made. And right. then all of them started being made and we were like, oh, why did we ask? Make it stop. Oh, uh, 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 World War Z. Okay, I've only we, seen part of it. Now we start I talking about it. it. Was a big dud. Yeah, yeah, we start talking about it earlier. I just World War Z to me, man. Like, 
it's really like the book. Don't get me wrong; the book is a, the book had its is, has cultural significance. Yeah, I like the book in, in our Brooks. in our culture, you know. Yeah. And Max Brooks did an awesome job writing that writing the book. And it, I think I feel like it had its time, but it's it's over. If right. if that movie had come out five years before yes, it did, it would have been much more welcome. But not starring Brad Pitt. Yeah, it was just oversaturated. You had a distracting, huge star in Brad Pitt. And a whole lot of CGI, which is one of like the benchmarks of zombie movies are the special effects. And like you start getting all the CGI and it's just like, meh, no thanks. Yeah, and I'm I'm kinda with you on that. Like there was just a whole lot of that and I I wasn't into it. Like World War Z, I've watched it twice now. And I'm not being mean, but I didn't mean to watch it the second time. I watched it with the wife the second time. Like I I should have been playing on my iPad. (laughs) <laughs> like anything else but and it's not that it's a horrible movie it's just man i, I don't know i wanted something else out of it yeah so i, I mean i mean we've done a good job well let's do let's do closing thoughts on zombies period not just zombie movies but zombies uh professor um i'll never get tired of them they're a very comfortable view you can watch them over and over again because they're not as gimmicky um, it's more about the overall idea of a picture. So I can put on Dawn of the, I could put on Dawn of the Dead once a week and be fine with that. I mean, obviously I have the choice to watch a bazillion other things, but they're very rewatchable. Uh, the percentage of zombie movies that I love, I always will. Um, and I highly recommend people making the journey to Evans City to see where oh, it yeah. all started in the cemetery. Right. Um, the Monroeville Mall, which... To be perfectly honest, seems to be getting more and more sketch. I read about shootings all the time there. Oh wow! Um, but I did walk around there and take pictures. Is that like a Pittsburgh suburb? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's you're still Pittsburgh, but it's not like right down there in the core of it, um, which is where they did some of like the exteriors at least for Zach and Miri. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and in Evans City they have the Living Dead Museum, which has artifacts and props from all of his movies, and it also has a thing set up. Uh, just kind of documenting what we've just talked about from the inception of zombie movies all the way around to present day. You kind of walk through and cover that. Uh, along the way, you'll also encounter a what they call the Mall of Fame, M-A-U-L. Oh, and they've got uh, bloody handprints from different people from the movies who have stopped by. So you see like a Bill Mosley handprint up there next to Ken Faree. And they've got that up there. And when I was in there, I actually talked to a guy who was in Dawn of the Dead, who was there with his grandson, who was visiting from out of state. And I was by myself on the trip. And so I heard him talking to him. He was, and I probably told this on the show before, but he was saying, you know, I was in this movie. And so finally I just said, man, I, I'm sorry. I was eavesdropping. You say you were in Dawn of the Dead. And he told me, and it told me exactly where he is in the film. And when I got home, I put it on. I was like, yep, that's him. It was crazy. But yeah, he was in there. I got a picture with him next to the the Mall of Fame where his handprint is. He was very proud of it. But cool experience. It's like five and a half hours from us. It's not a bad drive. Worth going to. And even if you're from further away, if you really love this stuff, uh, it's very easy to find the the headstones online. And the cemetery is very cool with it. The groundskeeper, when I was there, helped me when I was finding it. And so some of the stuff's still there. And you can go pose by where it all began when Barbara's attacked. So, yeah. See, the, uh, love that. One of my best zombie memories was, uh, I think it was days of, I think it was days of the dead convention 
wherever they had the big Night of the Living Dead return, Night of the Living Dead um, reunion. reunion. I think it was a. I, I think it was days, and I know it was in Indianapolis, and I sat outside with the wife of the guy who did the lighting, and I didn't know it. I just she, I was like, "Can I sit here?" Because I had a slice of pizza and a hamburger and a beer, you know, like I needed to sit down. And she was like, "Please sit down here," and I sat down, and I talked to this lady. For an hour and a half, and I, I I was with Todd and I was with Killian, and uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And we we talked for an hour and a half to this lady. I talked. No, they weren't with me. They were doing whatever. And I talked for an hour and a half to this lady, and then her husband came out because he had just done a panel, and he comes out and he tells me about how he lit Night of the Living Dead and what he did, and everything. That how he worked on this movie and why he worked and how he worked for cheap and why it was so important and how George lost the rights. I spent the better part of my day, my one day at a convention with this lady and then her husband. And I couldn't give that experience back. I would never yeah. give that experience back. And that's and it was so amazing. And he wasn't a star. He wasn't the cameraman. He wasn't Romero. He was the guy that did the lighting, who had so many yeah, neat dude, stories. It, they're family. Yeah. I'm telling you, and when you go to this museum in that area, they're family. It's so cool, and they're all so welcoming. It's it just it makes watching the movies that much more fun. Definitely worth you know getting involved in. Yeah, and in closing, for me, I, mean, I know I've told the story before, but maybe people haven't heard the episode. But when Chad and I met Romero. He was just a darling. He was just an awesome guy. Um, so cool. He was a guy who was sitting at his booth. And, I mean, we waited. Uh, Two and a half hours. Minimum. To three. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you joined us in line. When, we yeah. told every asshole that was behind us, no, nah, he was here. <laughs> you weren't here, but he was here. <laughs> guy that, when you got to him, gave you your time. Yes, sir. Didn't, didn't rush you through. Oh, brother. Uh, didn't, uh, you know, no, you know, he gave photos at the table. Yep. Like, I, I got his autograph and I sat down and got a picture with him for 30 bucks. Yep. And that those days are gone to yeah. get that with him. The good thing is, still with him. Really? Because I didn't have to spend extra on the photo. I just did the autograph and he had me come around the table just the same. Oh, cool. He's a... Um... But yeah, you're right. For the most part, it's gone. Yeah. Romero's a class act, dude. And just, awesome. I didn't even have it. I didn't have anything zombie related signed. I had my creep show poster signed because I had I had previously had Adrian sign it. So I had my creep show poster signed. But looking back now, I like I've got this really cool. I've I've got some cool stuff I've picked up over the years along the way, and it was just like, man, I want to meet that. I want to get that Romero experience again and you i'll never I, I won't get it the way i got it before yeah you know what i'm saying like and that's the thing he was such a class act he had you come sit with him yep and uh asked you your name and you know i just asked how you were doing and things like that and like anything you told him he i said uh i said i just want to thank you for your films uh it's been uh they've been an important part of my life an important part of my movie watching career had a big impact he stopped, you know, signing my picture to look at me and say, "Thank you for saying that." Yeah, I really appreciate that. I told him that. He's uh, a cool guy. I told him uh, I love Dawn of the Dead. He asked me why I didn't love the other two movies, <laughs> and kind of gave me that little slap on the back, not real, you know, just 
Yeah, just razzing you. And he's he's he was a uh, six foot four, and I'm a big guy. He was six foot four, intimidating with these big glasses on oh, yeah. that were mm-hmm. were as thick as anything you've ever seen. And it was still amazing to sit in his presence, man. You were like, I was Thank so you. jealous <laughs> too because I'd never been to a convention, and then I saw Abner show me the picture. I was like. Son of a bitch! He just <laughs> met George Romero, and then uh, Robert's like, "We gotta get you to these." And oh yeah, now they own me. <laughs> now there it is. So I think it's time to wrap up the zombie yes. episode. We're starting to turn into <laughs> reminiscing old men. And the then I met story. Don Calfa from Weekend at Bernie's, and he was awesome. And then I met. Stephen Jeffries from Friday Night. He was awesome. And on that note, folks, we have been the Midwest Monsters talking to you about zombie movies. Uh, chime in on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, tell us what you think about zombie movies, some of your favorites, some of your least favorites, where it's going, where it's been. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out www.midwestmonsters.net for all things Midwest Monsters, including our blog that Professor Wagstaff works hard at writing. Man, I'll link you there. Go through and read everything about every episode. And uh, don't forget to leave a comment. Thank you. Very good. Check me out on that IG. Like my pictures. IG. Insta Grizzle. (laughs) So, uh, signing out for the Midwest Monsters. I am Grizzly Abner, joined by... Mad Chan. Professor Wagstaff. Reminded you to stay scary. Pretty sure Don Calvin farted on an elevator at Days of the Dead. He did. He accused Dan. Rob Duster. Joe.